and welcome to another episode of the Will This Be On The Test podcast, the podcast with the answers to your questions for college and career success. We are your hosts. I am Betsy Olinger. And I am Dr. Elizabeth Manet. In this episode, we're discussing how you or your student can prepare for final exams and presentations. And if you are in the workforce, you can also use these very same tools that we'll cover in this episode to be at your very best for project launches, big presentations, or even kind of pressing deadlines. Yeah, I, I often have this nightmare, still. And I go back to undergrad and it's essentially I'm walking into a final exam for a class that I've never been to. Oh, that's awful. It it really is. And I can't get there and I'm not even sure where the class is or where the test is because they're not always in the right place. And no matter what, it's a lack of preparation. Can I tell you something? So at the start of every semester, when we're like two weeks out from the beginning, I have a reoccurring nightmare that I walk in on the first day of class and I can't find my I can't find my students and I'm an hour late and I don't have my <laughs> syllabus. And it's like my brain telling me the same kind of thing, that lack of preparation. You haven't done what you needed to do to be successful on this big day, so your brain is nudging you along. I think that's hysterical that you have that nightmare about finals. I, well, it's kind of funny because, I mean, I was an undergrad a long time ago and I still have this test and to make matters worse it's a big deal it's like the last class I need to graduate or something you know there's just the the stress is huge and I I think again I think it's smart that our brain pushes us into action this way but sometimes I wonder if it's really effective action or it's just literally stress Hmm. and I think of getting ready for finals or exams or a huge project at work it's kind of all the same and it's Mm -hmm. a lot like preparing for a multi-day expedition or race i Mm -hmm. am not an iditarod fan you know the big race in the snow in alaska with the the dogs in the snow but i for some reason as i was preparing for this podcast i kept thinking about how do they prepare for that first of all Mm. i would never make it i would be laying with the dogs the second day crying while it freezes on my face or something i mean that would just not be my thing but the I'm sure it takes a huge team Mm. of people to organize and prepare and make sure the food is in the right place and the the gear is in the right place and that Mm. everything is taken care of and obviously it it takes many many months to prepare for that and so as I was looking at this I kept thinking wait a minute let's look at this like a huge multi-day race or like an Olympian who Mm -hmm. needs to be at their peak during the Olympics right yeah and there are things that you could think about in preparation that are not just about the exam so it's about that preparation ahead of time right so by preparing ahead of time and thinking about some of these things not like oh by the way the test is tomorrow and i have no clean clothes you plan to finish the race strong or to you know do great through the whole project or get through the final exam and the right time to start is actually now hmm Yeah, and I think when most students think of exams and exam time, they get stressed and they just sort of put it aside. They distract themselves. They say, oh, I'll figure it out later. But that's not the approach that we would recommend. And so we created a plan to make that stress work for students by defining stress in a new way. And so stress, S-T-R-E-S-S, you know we love our acronyms. The S 
stands for start now. So the first tip is start now. Look at a calendar on your phone or a planner that you have in paper and be sure to check each class to see where you uh, to see where and when each exam will be held and put in place whatever system works for you to put all of your upcoming deadlines together in one spot so that you're not checking this calendar over here and a phone notification over there. And so if you can put in uh, one spot all of the deadlines that are kind of out of the norm, like that exam schedule or the room change for the exam, you can also include the regular deadlines that you have ongoing in your life because when your proverbial plate is full, those basic requirements can kind of get dropped and can become really overwhelming. Sure, sure. And sometimes students don't want to put stuff on the calendar because they go, oh, exams, that's in two weeks. I have to get through this paper now or this last test. And they don't think about exam week until after the whole semester is essentially over. So I like the idea of start now. Um, one of the things I find, many people find it easier to make a super to-do list. Just everything that needs to be done, the normal stuff, the day-to-day -day stuff, but the extra stuff and put a super to-do list and organize it however you want. Mm. If you need to do it on post-it notes or note cards or a big sheet of paper and just get everything out there, that makes me, I know, feel much better so that I go, okay, wait a minute, I haven't just dropped something. And those are when, I hate when I wake up in the middle of the night and think, uh-oh, what about this? Mm -hmm. This way, it's out there, it's ahead of time, and it makes sense. And then I can double check to make sure I haven't forgotten anything. And we can avoid those middle of the night, oh my gosh, what about this? Perfect. So, yeah. So the T in our new STRESS acronym is take advantage of professors who provide study guides and review sessions to confirm what you actually know. This isn't the time to figure out something or learn something for the very first time, ideally. Your goal yeah. is to have these sessions summarize and emphasize what the professor thinks is important, not I think it's, to present the information the first time. Yeah, and this is always mind boggling to me how students, um, they will ask for a review sheet and then they'll ask for a review session and then they end up kind of, some of them think, oh, it's just a review session, I don't need to go. And and it's you're really describing absolutely the opportunity there is missed to double check, hey, how much of this do I actually know and how much uh, and where do I need to pay attention during my individual study portions? So T, take advantage of professors who provide those study guides and review sessions. Right. And even if you've not gone to study sessions in the past or office hours, go now. This isn't yeah. the time to, you know, be a stranger because you don't want to come into the test and say, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that this was important to the professor. Yeah. And in They'll fact, you. you know, professors, yeah, they write their own tests, right? You write your own tests. I know you have to do some this week. Mm. You're writing your own tests. And so you know what's important. But again, don't come in there blank going, hey, I know nothing. Teach it to me again. Or I skip class the whole time. Tell me what's going on. This is the time just to confirm what you know and to specify and really emphasize what the professor thinks. So the next letter in our acronym is review. And I can't stress enough how important it is to review your class and reading notes often and as soon as you've taken them in the class. Uh, reading the lecture, reading the text, that can be really time consuming and it's very difficult to catch up on all of the reading from the semester in the last minute. So reading day is only one day and if you're waiting until reading day to read the material for the class, you have missed the opportunity there. <laughs> 
there's there really is no no advantage to waiting until right before the exam because it's it's too much and i think in one of our previous episodes about studying you want to build in as many start and stop uh study sessions as you can because you remember what's at the beginning and you remember what's at the end um so it's also an opportunity to recognize that if you're missing something or have questions you will have time to fill in the gap about the knowledge for what's missing I think that's important. All right. So E in our acronym is ease up when you can. Just like an athlete, you don't want to be running a marathon the day before your Olympic marathon. Ease up when you can. It's not effective to cram at the very last minute or to study 24 hours every day. We realize it. And as as we spoke about, the beginning and the end of the study sessions are the most effective. But by starting early, you can make the time to ease up and escape for designated periods of time. I don't mean, you know, go into a hole and blow everything off for two weeks because you don't have time for that. But maybe set a timer or do something. Yeah, I think you bring up a really nice point. It's about building in those uh, those escape or distraction periods thoughtfully during this high-intensity week. So you may designate, you know, a couple of hours to study and then spend the night uh, hanging out with a friend, doing some Netflix, um, going for a run. Do you, you wanna still incorporate the daily life pieces that bring you joy so that this entire two week period isn't a nightmare that you'll need the entire break <laughs> to, re- rec- um, to recover from. So, you know, we, we really wanna say ease up when you can, when you consciously take time off, especially during this two week stress period, you come back recharged for when you want to start working again. So that's our E, ease up when you can. Our first S in the end of the stress is schedule your prep for reading and dead period and during the exam week itself. So we encourage you to look at the big picture and figure out how you will prepare for each exam or deadline. I love that. Once regular classes are over, some students don't have a schedule at all. And sometimes, if you don't have a schedule and you don't have demands on your time, you actually get very little done. So use your time learning what is most important and make sure that your time before exams and between exams is used effectively. You know something, Betsy, this is like bringing up a memory that I have about my very first exam period ever as a freshman in college. It was that December of my first semester. I had never experienced a finals week because it it was my first semester in college. And I remember being completely unaware of what I was supposed to be doing during this time. I remember (laughs) I had an exam at the very first exam period and the very last exam period. And so I was just trying to, I didn't, I don't even know how I prepared for this because what ended up happening was as people were finishing their exams, they left the campus. So the campus got more and more and more uh, empty. And as I was waiting seven days to take that last exam, I, I just was bored and I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. And I, I, learned from that experience that it's important to figure out and adapt and create some sense of normalcy so that you don't fall into this like weird um I wouldn't say it was like a funk but it was like almost like I didn't have a purpose I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing um so it's yeah so schedule the prep uh for reading in dead period during the exam week itself and and be thinking about what that time looks like because it's out of the norm. True, and one thing to bring up, 
this is something that I was guilty of doing and continue to do it, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Often I would prepare for my first final and spend all the time during the dead week or reading week or reading day, whatever you have, preparing for that first final. And then my plan was after that first final was to start preparing for the second final. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe that was only 12 hours later or 24 hours later, but that Mm -hmm. really wasn't a sufficient amount of time. And then I would do it for the third final and the fourth final and maybe the fifth final. And really, you want to be strategic by doing this early and figure Mm -hmm. out how you're going to be prepared for all of it before you start the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, And okay, and so this brings us to our last S, schedule sleep, meals, and clothes and laundry so that you can feel your best all throughout the exam week. And this, I have a story about this for when uh, that, that first finals week that I was talking about just a minute ago, the entire campus started to leave and the cafeteria where I was getting my meals, they did this thing where they just, I think they emptied the freezer and <laughs> it was just, it was awful. It was, it was like a lot of mystery meat and a lot of like mystery slop and and stale things and just it was not the best nutritional uh option and so i had never encountered this before i didn't know how to prepare for you know when i wasn't going to have the availability you know up until that point i went to the cafeteria every day for dinner and it was fine um and so the takeaway from that is i wish i had just spent the week before finals figuring out how i was going to provide myself with better more nutritious meal options because what i ended up doing was getting fast food quickly because it was just convenient and it ended up i didn't end up feeling good during that exam period i just felt like sluggish and gross because you can't live on fast food and expect to perform well so uh, it's it is again that sense of normalcy scheduling in those sort of routine pieces like sleep and meals and clothes and laundry making sure that you have clean clothes because when you're adding those study session pieces in you don't want the day-to-day irritation like oh the cafeteria is serving mystery turkey tetrazzini again getting in your way that's what it was it was turkey tetrazzini but it was like it was like slop it was like gelatinous slop it was disgusting i have a feeling that it will not be on your thanksgiving table this year it will not be on my thanksgiving table and and the other thing and we didn't mention this but this is important certain schools have have policies about how many final exams you can have in any given period i know a student who just finished his freshman year who said to me i have five exams in one day oh, i said boy. how are you going to do that and he said well i'm excited i'll get finished early and i said no 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 how are you going to finish five long exams in one day and he had a plan for it but frankly the school has a policy his school did anyway but mm-hmm. he didn't bother addressing it saying hey i need to take this exam at a different time pace yourself it's yeah. like it, it doesn't make sense again you want to be at your best Absolutely. This is an endurance race. Whether it's a final exam or a whole week of final exams, papers, projects, or work deadlines that are all coming up at the same time, you want to be at your best mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yes. So we are talking about stress in a new way. We're talking about S, starting now. T, taking advantage of professors. R, reviewing your class and reading notes often. E, easing up where you can. 
S, scheduling your prep for reading and dead uh, period during exam week. And then lastly, S, schedule sleep meals and clothes and laundry. So this is our last episode of our freshman season. We are very glad that you joined us for these episodes. Please be sure to keep up with us on social media and keep in touch to know when our sophomore season premieres. To be sure that you don't miss that episode, please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. We are everywhere. During the break, please continue to send your questions and comments to willthisbeyondthetestpodcast at gmail.com or post on our growing social communities. We appreciate your questions and involvement and look forward to giving you more information that you need. After all, this will be on the test. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, most major platforms where podcasts are hosted. We love hearing from listeners, so please leave us a question or a comment or a topic that you'd like to hear more about during the show. Please make sure that you subscribe, like, rate, review, and share so that you don't miss anything. We have to thank Joseph McDade Music for this awesome soundtrack. Thanks, Joseph. We release new episodes every Monday, so follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram specifically, to see what next week's episode contains. Thanks for listening.